0: Work and life harmony. It's not only about work-life balance. I think that's what everybody thinks when I mention that. It's part of it, but it's also about harmony within yourself, harmony in your career, and doing the things that you love. And then it's also about creating harmony in the workplace between coworkers and leaders, and leaders being able to create harmony. And ultimately, It's about creating harmony that goes out into the world. I went on an investigative journey to really uncover this surge of employee resignations and also the labor shortage. I've been trained to look for the root cause. And so that is why we are titling this podcast what's going on with the great resignation. I kind of hear Marvin Gaye, what's going on? We have two really exciting interviews. One is with an amazing recruiter, smack dab in the middle of things, uh, with employers and with job seekers. And the other is a person who was impacted by the pandemic and how it impacted her profession and what she's doing now. Since we have two interviews, we're gonna do a part one and a part two. Let me share with you some of the headlines. NPR in June of 2021 says, the pandemic recedes and millions of workers are saying I quit. The Harvard Business Review in September of 2021 asks, who is driving the great resignation? And they talk about the fact that According to the US Bureau of Labor Statistics in July, 2021, 4 million Americans quit their job. Probably my most favorite headline is, uh, on times.com and it says in October, 2021, the great resignation is finally getting companies to take burnout serious. What's going on? A buddy of mine, Daryl Hunter, who is a director at Michigan unemployment, he validated what many of us thought to be true. Daryl says, one of the things Michigan is noticing is the additional wages, the $300 that was added by the federal government until September. If you add that up and divide it by 40 hours, it's about $15 per hour. And he says, people are starting to recognize their worth. So instead of going back to low wages, they are starting their own businesses, going to Uber, DoorDash, and other 1099 jobs where they can make their own hours and, you know, make more money, even if they have to work a little harder. And I thought that was interesting. And, you know, that supports a lot of my clients that were frustrated when they couldn't, you know, fill job openings. Many of them were saying they felt that the Pandemic unemployment money went too long. So it was almost as if many people were saying, you know, stop it. And they did in some states. But what was so interesting, which proves Daryl's point is, even though they ended it abruptly in some states, it didn't force people back into the workplace. A colleague of mine, Selena Perry. Selena is a certified career coach and management consultant. And I spoke with her and she was uh, listening to Janet Yellen, U.S. Treasury Secretary on CNN. And she texted me. We had been texting back and forth about this topic. And she texted me and said, Kim, you know, CNN is doing a State of the Union right now. And she says they're talking about unemployment resignations, the labor shortage. And she says that Yellen was pretty much saying what she had been saying, which is that there is a tight job market and people are feeling confident about finding the work they really want. And what Selena was saying, and this didn't just start now, people were already unhappy, had made choices that they were in positions that weren't a great fit for them and now they believe that they can find jobs that they really want. What I was hearing was what was happening, like what the symptoms were, what I really wanted to do and what I'm trained to do Is get to that root cause. Like, why are people now feeling that they're worth it? Why now are people saying, I'm gonna go and get, you know, something that I really want? And so I also decided I'm gonna contact a a colleague of mine as well. Her name is Megan, and she's a recruiter in Chicago. I am very excited to be talking today with Megan Freeman. Uh, Megan is with the Larco Group in Chicago, Illinois. She is a senior recruiting consultant and also a certified personnel consultant. And Megan is going to help us get to the bottom of what is being coined as the great resignation and help us to see it from both sides, from the employers and those who are recruiting and also from the job seeker. We worked together in New York um, and now, you know, she's landed on her amazing feet uh, in Chicago, but you make recruitment and job search and like you make it all look cool and hip and fun like i love watching your uh, posts on linkedin so yeah tell us what you've been up to
1: thank you so much that is so sweet of you yes you and i worked together um probably it was 2012 2013 i had i'm a chicago girl um originally but i wanted to move to new york and interestingly my role at the firm was to be an executive assistant and um, lo and behold, now that's what I generally recruit for. In the last, you know, seven plus years, the business has changed quite a bit, as you can imagine, especially in the last years, year, two years, um, okay. and trends have changed too. I mean, you'll commonly always get um, what is called sometimes a candidate market or a client market, meaning that, you know, candidates might, if it's candidate market, they're going to have more options available to them. And you know in general i guess you could say have a little bit more power um sometimes it's mm. the opposite where you know there's a plethora of candidates and not enough amazing opportunities out there so the clients have a little bit more of a power you know candidates right now are getting you know multiple offers if they're really solid and so mm. this is a market where you really need to expedite the process and as i like to say show them the love we've had situations where you know there've been clients that um you know, have been busy right closing deals, whatever they're up to. And it's completely legitimate, but I always caution and say, you know, if you leave too much of a, a period of time of inactivity in the you know, in engaging a candidate or a recruit, mm-hmm. you do run the risk of losing them because they want to feel that you're really not chasing them, but pursuing them. Okay. You know? The analogy of the whole like romantic, like dating almost. That's
0: what I was thinking. You're like a matchmaker. <laughs> like a matchmaker.
1: Yeah. Myself saying, and there's a lot of truth to that. And, um, but I think ultimately the biggest thing, and much like with dating, if you've got two separate parties, the best thing is communication. And one of my biggest functions in the process is to be as fully transparent with both sides. These times are interesting. And, you know, even going back to me personally, um, obviously, when the pandemic hit, we all went home. um, And it was definitely an adjustment because our business format was, you know, having candidates come in person to meet with Mm. us. Um, and so we were no longer able to do that. So we of course switched to zoom much like a lot of businesses did and just sort of had to recalibrate for me personally. It actually offered me the opportunity to do something, um, that was a long-term goal which was get a dog we got a dog too
0: I'm actually i muted a couple times yeah. I didn't want her to bark or growl or
1: <laughs> have I a puppy day too and I'm like sometimes though when I work from home I do and luckily everyone's so sweet and understanding yeah. but I have a French bulldog and he snores um, and sometimes I'm
0: like yeah.
1: trying to nudge him with my foot you know but, but my point being is that I think that this interruption yeah. if you will caused a lot of workers, employees, to really reconsider what was important to them in their lives, but I do think it's about people feel that they have more agency and have realized what's really important to them because reckoning with a global pandemic, it's it's about life and death ultimately. I will also say the, the vast majority of our candidates, given the nature of the searches we do, tend to be more uh, female-dominated, so... Okay you know, and, and there's a lot of women out there that love to work and want to continue working. However, that flexibility to be able to, you know, be at home a couple times a day, or, you know, just be afforded that sort of trust, right? I think it's, it comes down to trust. And I think where some employers are struggling is, you know, what is, what's up with the lack of candidate flow, right? And I think, you know, if, if there's no sort of willingness to, allow for any type of flexibility whatsoever um, even down to you know if someone has a doctor's appointment if my you know my kid is sick or you know something's happening with my parents or you know things happen life happens right and I think being so interconnected and being so attached to our technology now I think candidates like to believe that their employers can trust them enough to you know work from home on a Friday or fully remote we do have plenty of candidates that love to go on site they're like Get me out of here. I don't want to be around my husband and my kids all day, every day. So there is definitely a mixed bag, but I think just the recognition of flexibility is the biggest cornerstone and key point that I'm noticing in the job search from the client and candidate perspective.
0: Whatever was resonating within you already, it appears that the pandemic brought it out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have seen candidates that are unemployed that might have had a major life switch. I mean, we've had candidates that have had people you know, in their family, like pass away from COVID. Right. And like, these are the things that kind of rock them to their core, which to me, that makes perfect sense as to why you'd want to pause and be like, well, relationships, my time, these are the things that really matter. My family, you know, what, what would be a good uh, compliment, you know, career wise, you know, we've had a lot of people that have said, I just want to switch careers. Like, Or they might say, I, you know, I've been in this type of fast-paced industry. I'd like something that's steady adding good work-life balance. I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, shifts as far as what they're prioritizing.
0: Does anyone talk about work environment, culture, leadership and things like that? What are the needs that, is that a factor?
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that harkens back a little bit to the flexibility and, and not simply just the work from home, but I do think that a lot of candidates these days are, are asking for more what I would call progressive environment. So that will include mm. things like opportunities to work from home, uh, better diversity and inclusion initiatives, um, better, you know, maternity, paternity leaves, mm. you know, these sort of things that are just More focused, I think, on the care and keeping of the employee, right? I think this recognition of just saying that, you know, we're connected all the time, it's vitally important that we're taking care of our physical and mental health when Uh sometimes it's very easy to just be stuck in front of a screen all day. Because I also think America is not great with establishing work life balance. There's a sort of uh, idea that the more you work, the better person you are. And that's not always true, right? in fact being a better worker is actually taking the time to set boundaries take care of yourself and that's something that i've had to work on and the pandemic has actually forced me to work on simply simply getting a dog i'm like i have got to go outside a yes. certain time number of times a day um so i think you know the companies like that that offer those types of progressive perks and benefits and i don't necessarily mean like the 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 ping pong tables like the sort of cliche silicon valley type but but really things that are actually going to benefit their well-being in the long run, I think that goes a, a hugely long way for sure.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm an advocate for preventing burnout. I have a burnout yes. uh, quiz that I'm doing, having people take. And so that's my whole mission around the podcast, Work and Life Harmony. And it's interesting because I use the word harmony because everybody fights when I say balance because they'll say, well, it can't be. But harmony in work and life
1: like that. That's actually a really great sort of, I mean, it's a simple word change, but that really changes the mentality of like, how can we make this gel together yes. as opposed to it being like a separate entity?
0: You got it. So let me ask this question. You may or may not know this. So the candidates who are holding out for what they want, are these people that already have jobs? Have they been unemployed since the pandemic? Did they they did they have a 401k savings did they uh were they able to save up in unemployment do you have any indicator of what's giving them the courage to wait and hold out
1: interestingly kim it's not as much about money anymore it really isn't it's a factor because of course it is you know we all need to pay our bills and nobody wants to go backwards but i can't tell you how many candidates i speak to that say you know if they offer, you know, work from home or they offer, you know, this type of benefit, I, you know, I'll take a pay cut. And that's, you know, again, that's a little bit dicey, right? Because you might say that in the time, but I genuinely believe a lot of people are not so solely focused on compensation. And that's probably an important thing for clients to be aware yeah. of that. Yes. That's really not, you know, you know, the almighty dollar is really not what um, has surfaced as being the biggest priority for, I think a lot of candidates
0: are they saying to you at all how they're surviving? Like I had a savings or unemployment or is anybody mentioning that?
1: Yeah. You know, there, I think there are people that definitely went on unemployment and actually, you know, we have a temp side of our business. And it was interesting because we found that a lot of the candidates would not, would rather stay home and collect unemployment as opposed to go back to work and temp, which, you know, all that aside, it's just, you know, that was definitely a factor. I do think some candidates would, you know do something that was maybe not more of like what one would call like a career job they might take a, a part-time situation okay. they might you know something where you know like not tech, like nannying that sort of thing so hmm. um i do think you know well it depends i think on the age group right because you know for for you know millennials people of my age you know i don't know how great their savings are i mean some of them are in you know families or have partners that i think can support them in the interim, but. Okay. I do think eventually there does get to a point where candidates start to panic a little bit if they are still Mm -hmm. unemployed and they might say, you know, you know, when Megan, when I said that I wanted, you know, fully remote, I, I will be open to hybrid if it's, you know, so there's a little bit of a change in negotiation. So, um. There is more courage, again, because I think people have realized what really matters to them in life. What would you tell clients out
0: there looking for candidates? What would be one piece of advice?
1: For clients, I would just say, you know, just really take the opportunity to listen to, you know, what your employees are looking for or what's important to them. I think a lot of our clients have um, offered uh, surveys to their employees, whether it's been about specifically pandemic, work from home, return to office statement just, just checking in and saying, you know, what are the things that matter to you now? Cause I think it's changed Mm -hmm. for a lot of people through their own self-realization and dealing with this whole pandemic. So I think having that open dialogue and, and, you know, not necessarily promising the sun, moon and stars, I think even the act of just saying, I'm interested in knowing what's important to you is Mm -hmm. a huge step, you know, just to, to make them feel engaged, to make them feel heard. And yeah, recognizing that, you know, If there's somebody that has proven to be trustworthy, you know, give them that autonomy. That makes people feel good. That makes them feel trusted and that will make them stay longer. So that would be- You're
0: talking about prevention so that you don't have to get out in this market right now. And then what I also get from that is, and if you understand what matters to your team, And what's important to them, you can use those same things as what you offer for people looking for uh, work.
1: Yeah. And ultimately, it's your decision, you know, what you want to do with your company. Right. But I do think getting input from your employees at all levels is is beneficial because you might be very surprised.
0: And then what's one bit of advice you would give for job seekers?
1: the job seeker i would say just be you know really think about your expectations what are your priorities what are you willing to flex on and what are your non-negotiables and be very clear about you know those expectations also again i think there is something to be said sometimes you might you know you know you might interview for a position and then realize wow i actually you know it doesn't offer this thing but i love this about it so keeping an open mind still i think when you come at something with too many parameters it will sort of uh, paralyze you in your search and actually mm. keep you closed off to other potential opportunities. Um, so yes, kind of keeping an open mind, but also having a well formed idea of like, what are the things that are important to you and following your gut intuition. You know, if you're interviewing somewhere and it feels great, you know, keep keep going with that. But I also think if you get too many red flags, you know, it, being employed is is important for a lot of us and necessary for a lot of us. But I also think, you know, if it really doesn't feel right, do you want to put yourself in that position and then have to do it all over again? Um, engage recruiters, not to plug, you know, myself, but I do think that we can cut through a lot of the noise. A recruiter can actually say, you know, to the client, like they've got almost everything that you're looking for, but trust me, like you need to meet them. So you know, leverage that kind of relationship, get a great recruiter that you feel that you can trust to be your advocate. Well, I
0: will say this, I'm going to do full circle now, because I can't even remember talking to you, Megan, and whispering (laughs) in your ear, like you are amazing. I just want you to know how amazing you are. I know you remember those talks. And so it's so nice to see you really in your sweet spot. So
1: very flattered that you would even consider me to, to speak on this topic, but I'm obviously very passionate about it. And What you're doing is really important work because, you know, we all, most of us have to work for a living, but if we can find a way to make it, as you said, harmonious with our lives, our personal lives, like that's really the ultimate goal. So we avoid that burnout. Beautiful. Thank you for your time, Megan. I know you got a busy day, but thank you. Thanks, I appreciate it.
0: So, wow, yes, I really loved that I had a chance to talk to Megan. And then what stood out for me was the concept of people figuring out now what's important in life. CNBC had an article out November of 2021 that says why the stay interviews are the next big trend of the Great Resignation stay interviews are not new, but they're coming up more often as employers dial up retention efforts. I really believe, you know, in winding this part one down that what Megan is indicating and what um, Daryl at the unemployment uh, agency is indicating and what Selena is indicating as a career consultant and management consultant, this is not going to change. You know, a lot of people thought that once the pandemic unemployment money went away and once COVID went away and things like that, it would change. I don't believe that it will go back. This is a significant paradigm shift that is occurring. It was already brewing up. It, the only difference was we only looked at it generationally. People talked about millennials and things like that. Well, now there has been a, a pivotal turn of events. And so my hunch, and we're gonna talk more about this in part two, but my hunch is it's here to stay. So we need to get you on board, employers and employees. You may be disgruntled because you see your teammates behaving in a different way if you're more of a traditional put my head down and just do my work and you know accept anything. You may be even frustrated, it's not going anywhere. We are not going back. That's what I think. I put out a post on Facebook and on some of my other social media sites saying, if you were, you know, let go from a job furloughed, if you resigned, if you, you know, had a career transition during the pandemic, let me know. And I had someone write me back and she said, I'll share. And so we will in the part two share her interview. And that is when my light bulb really went off to what is going on, and I can't wait to share that with our listeners.